I'm Leslie Torres. And I'm Bronna Marks. And together we co-host West Coast Mix and Bounce. For all things West Coast NBA. That's right. We cover the Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, and yes, the Kings and the Suns. When there's something good to talk about. We have a new and fun episode every two weeks where we break down the craziest headlines in the NBA that pertain to the West Coast teams. We are such a niche podcast that you won't find anywhere else. I mean, two girls with experience in the field talking West Coast basketball. Um, yeah, you want to listen. This is West Coast Mix and Bounce brought to you by LAFB Network. Welcome back to another episode of West Coast Mix and Bounce. Yes, it's the new year. We're so excited to be here talking sports, talking basketball. And we're going to get into a few topics today. We're going to do the top Pacific Division games of the kind of like the last two weeks. We're going to cover the Lakers and the Kings game. Um, we're going to cover the Kings, which have they have become a really hot and heavy team. We're going to do Suns. We're going to do some Clippers, Warriors. And then we're also going to hit on WNBA free agency, which is starting. It's starting to heat up. But before we get into all of that, basketball is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, the NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Yep. <laughs> so head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. So make sure to use the promo code BLEAV believe, believe, <laughs> to receive your rewards. Bet online, that is where the game starts. And where the game starts, that means West Coast Mix and Bounce starts now after this. <laughs> so let's get we gotta into it. got to pay some it. bills, guys. we got to pay some bills for Got to do it. I know when I'm, I'm going to end up memorizing it by the end of the season for sure. <laughs> this Definitely. Those are our partners. Got to do it. Got to do it. But let's jump into it. Uh, do you want to talk Lakers first? Do you want to do Lakers-Kings game first? Which game kind of highlighted that moment for you for the Kings? Um, I think the Kings game was definitely a highlight just for the Pacific Division overall. We talked about it last time how, you know, things are changing and the dynamic of power has almost done a complete 180. Um, so in the Kings game, they had their fifth straight win sealed with a one, well, sorry, five point victory over the Lakers. Uh, obviously, the Lakers are struggling. But it was still a close game, and I think the Kings really were able to cement themselves as third in the Western Conference. Third. That's crazy. In the West. I just Who have to say thought? it again. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought we would be here in 2023 talking about the Kings? Like, Not me. For the past several years, we don't talk about the Kings because there's nothing to say. There really isn't. You know what? I feel like we should start putting some respect on their name because they've kind of earned it. They definitely have. They have managed to beat the Lakers and other top teams. And I was actually, like, doing my research, as I should. <laughs> mm. And the Kings are coming in really hot. They haven't been outside the top 10 in seeding since November 10th. So that's a good, yeah, November, December. We're halfway almost through January. That's a good three months in the top 10. So making sure they're kind of 
staying competitive and staying in the, in the top seats. And since then, well, since the, be since the beginning of the season, they've stayed as a play-in play play teams 76% of the time. They stayed as a playoff team 55% of the time. So they're definitely like staying competitive, staying up there. They're not coming down as some of the other teams that we talked about, the Clippers. We were, they were so high up in the seedings for us. We were so proud of them. And now they're just, what, like 10th? So besides yeah. that, the Kings are staying consistent. They're staying competitive. I feel like this is definitely their like turnaround season that I didn't see coming, but it's coming. Um, Sabanis yeah. was just named player of the week, right, for the Western Conference, if I'm correct. Yep. Okay. Third time in his career. First time in Sacramento. Um, I think it was a week of, not this week, but last week, January 15th whatever week yeah, that was because he was actually out during the lakers game which i was yeah. going to mention to have such a big implemented player out of your starting lineup and you could take town a team like to win. the lakers mm -hmm. is like yeah we're here we're doing this so darian fox obviously if you follow us on instagram we have posted and recognized him as having his breakout season he had 32 points against the lakers and on top of that, this is the first season since 2004-2005 where the Kings have reached two plus five game winning streaks. So they just came off a six game winning streak. So literally almost scratching a decade of just like a five game winning streak for most power conference teams. Like that's very easy to do. So and you said it without their star player, Sabanis. <laughs> Like what? Before that, he had a he was leading the Kings with a four and a week. So before he got injured and he was out, he was that was a four and a week the Kings had with him. Like they they were yeah. not losing. He averaged a triple double. Yeah, eighteen points, fourteen uh, rebounds, mm -hmm. ten assists. He is honestly just playing so well. And then to see the Kings come and beat the Lakers without him, yeah, it's hard to kind of like not give them credit where it's due. I mean, exactly. the Lakers have had a tough season, too. They're without AD. They continue to struggle with, without their key players. I think without AD, they're 99. So they're trying. They're, but it's just like, I guess it's not the same Kings team that we are so used to them to beat. Like, they're the, kind of like the go-to team to get a win out of. That's not happening anymore. <laughs> so mm -hmm. the Lakers were not prepared for that. They lost, what, 116 to 111? But right. that's also that's also the thing with the Lakers. They stay losing close games, which is just such. I think I saw in the last like five or six games they have lost within ten points of each game, yes. which is just like those are just such small things you can fix to fix that. If you look at the starting lineup in that game against the Kings, their starting lineup besides LeBron, he had 32 points. Everybody else, four, eight, three, five. That's 20 points combined from four other starters. The bench accumulated 59 points. So mm -hmm. it's just like, maybe it's a lineup issue. Obviously it's definitely a health issue. I mean, you know, like every time they turn around, somebody is sitting out. Um, but just, you know, thinking about that moving forward, like maybe it is kind of like, who are you putting on the floor first? Mm. Or who are who's that sixth person who comes in? And obviously we'll talk about um, the Grizzlies game where I think that we can see a clear switch from who comes in and makes that like extreme difference. But for the Kings, just, you know, just to highlight, you know, Rashawn Harris, Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter, these are all young guys who have come in and put up 
points and who are aggressive and who understand that they want to win no matter yeah. what. So I'm really excited to see how long this lasts, considering there's still a very young team as far as experience goes, like for postseason. And, you know, we're only halfway through, you know, we're yeah. only halfway through. So there are 40 plus games left and things can change. But for right now, I mean, I'm proud of them. They, they should celebrate this. This is something that should be celebrated. Definitely, especially with all the seasons that they had before this one. This seems like it kind of seems like out of nowhere. <laughs> it's like, Seriously. oh, we were not expecting them to be that great this quickly. But I feel like it's credits due like to Sabanis, who is kind of, I think, like in an MVP campaign. Maybe too early to tell, but he's on there. I think the difference has also been their new coach, uh, Mike Brown, who came from the Warriors. So he's kind of implementing that, that kind of style of offense with their own twist with the right. Kings, which is definitely working for them as well. So it's... It's, it's a switch that I didn't really expect to no, happen so all. soon, but we should take it seriously because they have managed to stay, like I said, within the top 10 for at least a good portion of the season so far. And if they can just keep getting chemistry, consistency, and all those great stuff, they're probably playoff contention kind of team. But mm-hmm. the Lakers, I feel like the Lakers need to get healthy, like you mentioned. They lack consistency as well. It's, it's one night it's their starters the other night it's their bench and it's just like it needs to be a whole team effort I feel right. which you we saw also like you said versus the Grizzlies which was a great game also came in close came in within that margin of error but they actually got the chance to win <laughs> so I was like oh. by one one point <laughs> one point <laughs> one point and you know what it came back down to defense so I was like yes defense wins game guys let's focus Absolutely. on defense it, we need to give Dennis his credit for that game, for coming through with the N1, for GTA 2, for kind of playing with that little um, play. But it's just like you can see, like you mentioned, you can see the difference of when they they stay consistent and they don't, like, I don't know, when they get into that fourth quarter, literally within the last three or four minutes, they break down. And it's just yeah. like, hello, the game is still going on. <laughs> can y'all stay in the game for the next three, four minutes? It's Y'all have been in the game this whole time. What's like they just break down in the last minutes and it's just absurd to me. But mm-hmm. lineups, I that's a good point. I have not like, taken a look into it, which I'm gonna do and see what where it is. But they at least they got that game. That's and that's the kind of thing that kind of not, not pisses me off. It does. How are they gonna beat the Grizzlies, who are number two in the West, but then they yep. can beat the Kings, who are the number Kings. three. it's like come on (laughs) it's crazy I mean it just depends on the night really and Dennis Schroeder has been there but you know sometimes he again some of these players want to show up and some of them don't really want to show up Mm -hmm. and I mean even like Russell Westbrook led the team against the Grizzlies like point wise 29 points and then LeBron only come came in with 23 which was very surprising to me because you would think against a very competitive team that your number one player would score the most but instead Mm -hmm he was passing the ball to other people and yes that's great but also like you know what about you they they could have been out 10 points ahead if he had a 30 point night like he usually does um but i want to point out also that david ham was very excited to pay the grizzlies because he thought that the lakers needed that like trash talking like very aggressive dramatic yeah, kind they of have history mm-hmm. yeah definitely but also you know to really like 
kick the Lakers out of their their rut. Like they don't seem mm -hmm. competitive. They don't seem antsy enough. I keep hearing this word urgency, urgency, urgency. Everybody wants to be urgent. Uh, LeBron James, like there's zero room for error. And this is going across, I feel like, all of the Pacific Division because like we said, like a lot of those teams who are usually at the top are hovering around 500 halfway through the season. Um, so, and this is the only, the second time this season that like the Lakers have won after trailing in all three quarters. So let's not mm -hmm. just forget about that. I mean, they, like you said, they can't pick it up in the fourth quarter, but how are they going to do that? If they've been lagging behind the entire mm -hmm. time. <laughs> so that's a good stat right there. That's a good stat. Yeah. I feel like they're just always there. They just don't have that extra push and you're right. It's urgency. The Grizzlies did light a fire under their butt and just because of the history that they have already going into this game for whatever there's like a lakers grizzlies rivalry all of a sudden all right but, but it's just like that if that's what it takes for them to win it shouldn't be that they should feel this urgency or this consistency throughout all the games because that's how you win right. this is how you win you have to be consistent you have to win you have to be in the playoffs to even to even right now they're 13. Exactly. They're 13th so in the Western doesn't Conference. Help us. <laughs> exactly. I don't think uh, they, don't, they would they don't even. <laughs> I don't think they would even really barely make it into the play the play in if the postseason started today. Like I just, no. you know, they yeah, they no. just wouldn't make it through. And and granted, obviously there was so much hype around this game. You know, there was drama on the sideline. Like Shannon Sharp got into it with Desmond Bain, and apparently Jaw's father. But they later squashed that drama. But mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, why do you need? all of that to happen for you to win like you should be winning on a boring night when you're playing like in the middle of nowhere and there's not a lot of fans or like compared to so many exactly. fans that you know you have delays of game because people are arguing on the sidelines that are like it's just where is the balance <laughs> I, live, I live for the tea so i was like e I, I i saw it and i was just like what what's going on shannon needs to chill everybody needs to chill but i yeah. feel like who 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 started it all? Was it Dylan Brooks or Desmond? No, it was Desmond. So Desmond Bain. I'm so sorry, but yeah, okay. Desmond Bain. Apparently, they were going back and forth, and then his yeah. father got involved, and it was. I mean, just treat him as a regular fan, and it's like I'm pretty sure it's not the first time in your career you've been trash talked to. So just like let it be. But I, I enjoyed the drama. I enjoyed the extraness of it. Yeah, <laughs> um, was a bit too much. Yeah, where people are like. I feel like people don't understand when you come to like an LA game, it's different. Like they already know who's gonna be sitting courtside, so they have all this like leeway to be super extra. Of course. And so Shannon knows that he took advantage and he was being extra as whatever. As, as a fan as should be. Is. As a LeBron fan should be. Yes, exactly. But I thought it was <laughs> it was it was I I thought it was hilarious. I was like, Oh, y'all fighting? I expected nothing less. Hello. <laughs> I was like, the girls are fighting. What's going on? I was like, ooh, I like it. <laughs> add some spice. It adds some spice to the it's game. Very old school and like rambunctious of them. Like spice to the game, but not to the final result. The Lakers still need to work on being consistent and that sense of urgency. You're right, and it could All come right. within within the lineups issues. I 
That's and true. and maybe they could learn some things from the King because obviously they're doing well. Just besides the fact that they won against the Lakers, they had a very close loss to the 76ers. Mm-hmm. Um, they just didn't really have an answer, I feel like, to that rally in the second half from the 76ers, despite the fact that they were missing Embiid and Harden. Um, but that's where the experience thing comes in. Obviously, the 76ers is already an aggressive franchise, and the Kings being a younger team, like maybe they don't have like the snapback that they can to get Mm. those extra points and like push forward to a win like that. Um, Sabonis has been able to have 14 consecutive double doubles. uh, So he's contributing as much as he can. Uh, 26 and 19. It's not a bad place to be halfway through the season. It's not. So heads off to the Kings. Lakers are struggling, but they're getting there, I guess. Yeah. The Suns though. The Phoenix Suns are another Pacific Division team. (sighs) (laughs) The size is just The injuries are getting to them as well. So now they're they're playing without Chris Paul. They've been playing without Devin Booker. They have to rely on DeAndre Aiden. Who's also been out. Who's also been out. So it's just very flippy, floppy, inconsistent as well. Where are they standing? Let's see. They are 23 and 24 right now, so like a little below 500. Yes, indeed. I feel like the last time we talked, they were at least in playoff. Yeah, they dropped dropped back down. (laughs) Basically, what y'all need to know is all everybody fell, everybody dropped. Clippers dropped, (laughs) Suns dropped, Warriors are somehow still kind of in there. But yeah, who would have known that our focus of our podcast would be the freaking Kings? The Kings, <laughs> literally number like almost who, number who one in the that? league. Like, That's crazy. How did we get here? How do we get here? <laughs> but yeah, the Suns are not doing as well as they should be either. Do you think it's all injuries, or is it? Do they need maybe somebody else to kind of be the playmaker, the role maker for them? Because I feel like DeAndre Aiden is trying, but he's been out also. Like, who else mm-hmm. is going to step up? Um, Bridges? Right now, yeah, right now they have uh, Bridges stepping up. He's been kind of the game leader these past few games. And then also Josh Akogi. Um, And these mm. are, again, young guys, maybe guys who are even just, ca- like, coming off the bench to be put in the lineup because they're literally missing 30% of their, their starting lineup right now. Um, but, you know, the question for me is when these guys get back healthy, will the bench be – more productive in a way that is like way more clutch because even before the fact that all these guys fell out like their number one players fell out I feel like the bench wasn't really producing but now they have no other choice Mm -hmm. but to produce if they want to win games Mm -hmm. um obviously it's going still a little bit 50 50 right now as far as win percentage goes but you know will this adversity make them a stronger team Hmm. that's true I wonder I mean, they're staying, from what it looks like, they're staying in there. They're beating teams like the Pacers. They're beating teams like the Nets. Two-game winning streak so far. Maybe. It is also the Pacers. It is also the Nets. They couldn't beat the Grizzlies. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like... They have a win against Golden State, which, LOL. (laughs) Um, But then they were on that, like, six-game winning streak right before that win before Golden State, so... And they had Aiden in and Paul in. So it's just kind of like, you know. I feel like, yeah. I feel like if they can kind of be healthy again, 
but that's the thing it's just like i feel like injuries are always kind of with this team as well the last mm-hmm. time booker was uh injured too the they couldn't really keep up with them chris paul was injured too they really couldn't keep up and then they finally come back and it's just like okay now they're looking like a team again so they rely heavily on on booker and apparently chris paul too so <laughs> not apparently sure. but <laughs> yeah. yeah so i'm just like uh, i don't know they i hope they don't keep dropping but if they do i, I want to what can you do yeah these, these are not like the like a good i don't want to say good but these are not the kind of names you hear and you're just like oh yes this this they're gonna hold down the team while we come back right exactly. it's just, yeah that's just sad to say like, but sorry <laughs> but i don't may, feel confident maybe, maybe the suns look into their depth like maybe they need to reevaluate as far as their depth trade chart. deadline is coming too right trade deadline yep. is coming so maybe we might see some moves from them that allows them to be a little bit more competitive when it comes to being without Devin Booker or Chris Paul, especially if that's going to be something that happens within their future consistently. Right. Got to look into that. I would say that too. Another teams that are kind of inconsistent as well for the Clippers. Again, when we were just praising them, they turned around and went on a six game skid. And I was like, we just cannot with this team. (laughs) Mark my words. Until they win a championship, do not let me talk nicely about the Clippers. Do not let me do it. Zones do it. Do not let me do Ls. it. Taking no. <laughs> you know, we try to be nice and talk about how great they're doing, the consistency, Paul George, Kawhi, and then they turn around and do this. They, no. They make us look dumb. We are women <sighs> in sports. We cannot look stupid out here. Exactly. The Clippers... Clippers, are y'all even feminists at this point? I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, y'all making us look bad. It's personal <sighs> now. It's personal. <laughs> right? They're going to be like, these girls are hyping up the Clippers as if we didn't have proper proper information. But now it's just like, I don't know. It looks like they got to do something because they've also been hit with injuries, right? I think they sure. lost nine out of their last 11 games. And they have fallen to 500 which was something that we did not talk about. Like that, that was not a thing last year or our last podcast. That was not a thing. Yeah. They've three fallen weeks ago, so much. So much can change in three weeks. Oof, oof, oof. oof. Yeah. Like yeah. it, and, it, and then you can kind of tell that like Paul George and Kawhi are solid, but they just can't do it on their own. They need more. And then That's- you had John Wall, but John Wall is like out now out so it's just like what's gonna happen again trade deadline is coming so will there be trades that maybe help them kind of reinforce the start not the starters reinforce the bench reinforce them as a team that kind of okay if John Wall goes out or PG is out or for Kawhi is out there they can still win and I feel like that's the thing with a lot of these teams they don't have that backup where where their star players come out and it's just like all hell breaks breaks loose. Like no Devin Booker has done fail. No mm-hmm. Kawhi, no John John Watt. Like the Clippers disintegrate. Well, they crumble. Like, yeah, they they're crumbling, and it's just like that's probably more front office situation. Like how y'all came up with this team. Same thing with the Lakers. Though, don't get me wrong, no AD, and they just kind of all go crazy as well. Like it's just a thing, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, why are they? Yeah, no. they just need a better foundation. I guess I would assume. Like, yeah. 
for sure. And, and Tyloo talked about it. You know, one of the more significant games recently for this for the Clippers was against the Spurs. They won one thirty one mm-hmm. to one twenty six. Granted, it's the Spurs, but um, Kawhi had his best scoring um, se- season high with thirty six points. He shot over fifty percent field goal range, three point range. So I am excited to see Kawhi like back at his top level i feel like granted he's still he's not playing back-to-back games so he will sit one of two back-to-back games which is inconsistent Mm -hmm. and we've seen how that does not work over the past few years Mm -hmm. because then you know your players are consistently adjusting around him and when he's in the game then everybody has to readjust and it's the same thing with pg him and Leonard have only played 16 games together this season. So we're already back on that same, like, you know, um, Can just they wheel play of hell. <laughs> like, exactly. It just, yeah. like, when are y'all going to act this? Every, obviously, the front office paid a lot of money for both of them. It's been five years, and they still cannot play together consistently. We paid for a duo. Where's the duo? <laughs> Where is That's it? Like, I ha- don't see it. Like, you- 50% off duo. <laughs> like, That's crazy. Yeah. So it, it, it's tough. It's really tough because, like I was going to say, Ty Lue came out and said, you know, when PG and Kawhi are on the floor, like, everything's great. And then when he's not on the floor, then when they're not on the floor, then what? The, mm-hmm. Then what? And, and again, John Wall's out. Reggie Jackson was limited um, in, in the game against the 76ers. And then Luke Kennard was also out. So it's just like these like key role players you're losing and then then again crumble just disintegrate. Yeah, I don't know. That sucks. They need to have like cuz it's not just the Clippers unfortunately, this is all also happening to the Suns, also happening to the Lakers. They need to have better found like I don't know, like do they not think ahead like, "Oh, what happens if somebody gets injured? We need to have a good backup which are like the bench, but it's just like the bench mm-hmm. is not even cutting it anymore. Maybe it comes down to like how to develop these players or stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, definitely the Clippers do not let me talk nicely about them. They have disappointed me and I'm not even a fan. <laughs> I feel so bad for the fans. Imagine how they we feel. We were probably, almost fans. Sheesh. I was, I we was never going to be a fan, but I was just like, okay, mm, they might yeah. get my vote for a playoff team, but no. Not anymore. No. They disappointed me. The Warriors, in that same breath, they have kind of disappointed me, but they have, they really haven't really moved much. They stayed around that 500 mark. I feel like because they are the defending champions, I yeah. give that a lot more credit. They're, they're in a spot where it seems like I don't see them as serious, like championship contenders, but they I really can't count them out because they're the Warriors. So it's just like, right. it's kind of in the middle for me. So unlike the, unlike the Clippers, I'm counting them out already. I can't do that to the Warriors. Right, <laughs> right. Know, they still got their core players. They got Curry, Clay, and Draymond. It's not the same in a sense, but I mm-hmm. don't put it past them that they can somehow pull together and still make it at least to the play-in, at least to the playoffs. And or maybe this is just part of the strategy because as I think Steve Kerr mentioned as well, he's been resting his players and it's become like, you know, such a long season for them and he's been resting them. So could this be right. like part of the plan? We really don't need to come in the top seed. We just need to be in there and then work our way to the finals. I don't know. It could be. But 
know. I'm not really disappointed, but I'm not really excited about them, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the Western Conference right now at the top, the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, the Kings, they're the only teams that really have a significant uh, pull between their wins and losses. And then everybody Mm -hmm. else is kind of still hovering around 500. So it's just like the Warriors definitely still have a chance at 23 and 23 right now. Um, But they're, again, like everybody else, dealing with injuries. Curry was out for a long time then he came back in then Draymond was out not then Clay was out I think they they played against the Cavs without uh four of their four of their five mm-hmm. starters so yeah so mm-hmm. Curry Clay Draymond and Wiggins were all out <laughs> so that's basically your whole team and then against yep. Boston they only had three available bench players who combined for 11 points It hurts. Painful. And that was an OT game, and they they still were able to stay close. I I will also – I really want to shout out Jordan Poole because he has stepped up. Like, we always refer to him as Sprash Brother number three, and I really Mm -hmm. think he really is. He he is the kind of player you look for or you try to develop when all your other players are out because unlike Mm -hmm. the Clippers, unlike the Suns, when all of them, like, crumble – there's still that one player that's like, I'm going to take leadership even though our other guys are out. And that's pool, mm-hmm. hands down. Yeah, I agree. And that's the difference. I feel like that's the difference. We've said this before, I think a few times, the Warriors know how to develop their young players. They can see they can see the future when they get their players and they're like, we'll stick with them. It'll take a couple of years, but we'll stick with them. They'll develop and then they'll turn out to be like these players that go out like a Harrison Barnes, like a... Uh, Juan Toscano Anderson who was the other one that mm-hmm. left recently somebody else left recently but like they become these like kind of role players that you can rely on and that's what they're good at they kept Jordan Poole because they knew they can rely on him come if there's no clay come if there's no curry in a certain night and I feel like right. that's that's their difference too I guess they're not that exciting to watch for me I don't know unless you're like ugh. I don't know. At this point, I'm already over Curry's like half court shots and shit like that. Like, he, it's become so natural to me since he did it so <laughs> yeah. often. Yeah. Maybe like four years ago, I was like, oh shit, oh, let's see how deep he's gonna go this time. No, that's Curry. <laughs> that's already like his go-to. It's his thing. So I guess it's just more for me on that end. We'll see. It's just injuries. So many injuries. Yeah, this it's definitely has not been great for our Pacific Division. Come injuries, which can also be what Steve Kerr was saying, do we need a shorter season, resting players, What what's going to be the vibe from here on out? Because fans yeah. are not going to be happy to go to games and not see their favorite, play, favorite players because of the resting. Fans are not going to be happy that most of their players are not, their favorite players are not playing because they're injured. So All right. the NBA is not going to cut down the games. I don't the think so. The more games, no. the better. <laughs> the better, the more money. That's, that's really what they're looking for. But um, basically... You know, these teams, because it's not like every team is struggling in the league, right? It's just, it's not. it seems to be a, a lot on the Western, uh, the Pacific Division, specifically our division. <laughs> but um, I think that's why, I I mean, there are pros and cons because you see the, the power dynamic switch and now all these other teams are getting the mm. chance to kind of prove themselves that weren't able because they're thriving off the 80-game schedule. Mm. And then there are other teams that are just like, 
we're hurt, we're tired, I won't play this day, you got to play the next day. Um, and then there are some players, again, like these step, these uh, players like Bridges, Poole, who are like Harrison Barnes, like you mentioned, like are stepping up and like, you know what, I'm stronger, I feel better. Um, Kwai lost- Younger. Like, <laughs> younger. Kwai lost 15 pounds and now he's like, I'm light as a feather. So it's just kind of like, mm. they have to adjust and figure out what what is best going like for the long haul i wonder if someone could do this research to me like to see all the injured teams is it all because it's full of old players <laughs> and like what is old because, but, but i'm saying because like Devin booker's not old to me like 26 yeah. i think he's like our age so this is kind of like what right. what is gonna help or what is the recovery method like and obviously you want to balance the recovery to like how many games are we going to be able to win to put us in a good spot for the postseason. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's all those politics around that. Um, but halfway through the season, it's just like you look at a team like the Warriors and they were, I think, 18 and two or 13 and two, something like that mm-hmm. to begin last season when they actually won the championship. Oh, yeah, to yeah. This- to this season where they had, you know, right after the longest season that they've had in a couple of years and they're, you know, whatever, 23 and 23. So it's just like you can see how that weighs down on players and franchises and coaching staff, et cetera. That makes sense. Um, maybe this is beyond our reach because <laughs> how to stop people from getting injured beats, right. beats me, beats me. Wow, we're gonna have to find a guest to come on and explain that to us. (laughs) Maybe like a doctor, PT student, or something. (laughs) A cute doctor. You got friends? If you know somebody, y'all, just you know, let us know if they're interested in breaking down the science of recovery. Send us to send to my IG. (laughs) Definitely my Instagram page. I'm taken, so I don't. (laughs) I will. I will bear the brunt. I'm here. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. I support it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, but, let's see. What else are we going to get into? WNBA free agency? Which is shaking the boat, causing hurricanes. Like, I am like, yo, what is... Okay. It started. It has started. It started early. Trade started early. Um, free agency is here. There are a few big names that we should take into consideration as to where they're going to land for the next season. I think mm-hmm. uh, top names are Brianna Stewart from Seattle Storm, Candace Parker. Crazy emojis. Oh, dude, they keep coming. And I'm just like, I don't know what they mean. <laughs> it's this English. <laughs> right? Can you just write it? Just, just tell us. Just tell us. Stop, stop playing yeah. with us. But I feel like her last tweets were kind of more, uh, you can kind of clearly see what she was trying to say. It was like, I think it was like a storm. It was mm-hmm. a fox and like a... Washington Monument, and the last one was the Statue of Liberty. So that clearly meant Seattle links mm-hmm. Washington and the New York Liberty. So, Liberty. yep. Besides Brianna, um, there's Candace Parker, Courtney Vandersloot, Allie Quigley, Brianna Jones, a bunch of Sparks players from the West Side, a bunch NECA. of Phoenix Mercury players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. NECA is a big one, I feel, too. Where is she going to go? She's been with the Sparks her entire uh, WNBA career. So it's just like... And her sister left waters. a few years ago, right? She so. got there, yeah, a few years. But I feel like wherever NECA goes, uh, Shanae will go. So they're kind of like a right. two-part deal. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Tina Trades Charles started also. happening. Tina Charles. 
Tina Charles will go where there is a championship. So we obviously have the cap space for her. She'll Tina is like, give me nine next ring so I can like officially retire. <laughs> give her, give her her chip already. She's ready for the chip. She's ready for her ring and wants yeah. to be like. And then you also have a uh, BG and Diana Taurasi who are also mm -hmm. free agents. Now, obviously, BG is a big question mark because she already said she wants to go back to the Mercury. She's been she's been out for ten months because she was um, in Russia, obviously under that situation. So not just the our Western Conference area, but just the whole WNBA. I feel like is really shaking. Obviously, John Quill Jones is not in our center of region, mm -hmm. but she's definitely a huge name that kind of started the whole like oh whoa. Let, let's watch out for WNBA free agency because she went from the sun to the Liberty. And obviously people are excited to see um, her play with Sabrina and like that excited. guard forward situation. And with, you know, Brianna Stewart kind of like checking out the Liberty and seeing how that's looking like, that's a very interesting thing to see uh, the sparks mm. also in some controversy as they picked up Derek Hamby from the aces. And they also got Jasmine Thomas. Um, mm -hmm. So they're looking to definitely, I, we haven't really seen the Sparks uh, survive really well during a season yet, but I think those two pickups have, are big for them for sure. I think so too. And I feel like they have a new coach now. They have Kurt Miller who came from the sun. So I right. feel like um, Jasmine Thomas knows him. Yeah, she knows him. She knows his style of play. And the and honestly, from what I've heard and from what I've read, Candace Parker is making her choice between L.A. or Chicago. So she's stayed for one more year in Chicago. They're going to see... go back? That's, oh. the, that's the rumors because apparently her whole family lives out here. Her daughter's out here. So it's mm. not, you know, she's an L.A. girl. Obviously, she's from Chicago, Chi-Town. But she's been here for most of her WNBA career as well. So it's not her adult life, that... Yeah. My thing is just like, I don't know if she's going to come back and play for Kurt Miller. They had a little bit of drama uh, during the playoffs. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And those press conferences were hot. I would go go watch them. Go watch them. They were spicy. But the I'm not sure. Not they don't. But I'm like, I'm not sure if she's going to want to come back and play for him or even at this point come back or stay in Chicago. But I think it's going to be based off whatever free agents stay in Chicago. So, All right. for example, especially Courtney, with Slew and Quigley, yeah. are they going to stay? If they stay, I feel like Canada's going to be like, all right, let's stay. Let's try one more time. Right. I don't know. That's a little question mark for me too, because I'm just like, oh, CP, come back. Yes. And, and the, <laughs> come season back. Start, the season starts May 13th. Um, and there's a game officially in Canada that's there scheduled, is. which is like, okay, we're breaking Chicago's into Chicago's playing in it, so mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure maybe Candace would want to be part of it, so she's like, maybe I'll stay in Chicago. I'll... Yeah. Overall, I, don't know. I think <laughs> it's this, hot. May, this may be one of the most exciting WNBA seasons. It is. I feel like because up. it's such big names that you kind of want don't want them or you do want them to go together and you also want to see how they're kind of matching up compared to the aces because the aces right. are now the team to beat and so, absolutely like, and now you see new york is like okay we see you and we raise you a jj so now we got jj and like and we might get brianna and it's just like oh super teams <laughs> super I teams mean, are coming <laughs> being a new yorker i have been waiting for the liberty to hit a stride like no other and they it's obviously coming. 
are investing in Sabrina. They want to put key pieces around her. I think she has proved herself time and time again, as long as she has people around her to support her flow of play, they can definitely do something there. I definitely, I feel like uh, first she was injured, so nobody really Mm -hmm. got to see her potential. But last season, I feel like she really came through. Yeah, I think, how many triple doubles does she have? Three, four? She set some kind of record. Yeah, I think it was three. I should know this, but I don't. (laughs) Listen, it's a lot to keep up with. (laughs) It's a lot of information, but she set a record. She got a lot of triple doubles. Um, That just tells me that she could play, I mean, maybe just consistent, but she's still young. But put like mm-hmm. a JJ around her, put more of the pieces around her, and she'll for sure, she'll do great, and then the Liberty will do great. So I can so. see definitely teams making moves to match up against the Aces, and let's see how much the Aces kind of help themselves as well. They gave up Derricka Hamby, so they gave her to the Sparks yeah. for, for Amanda, which I feel like maybe if they do end up keeping her, she's good in the paint, a little bit more stronger. Yeah, but she is also young though. I think she she was just drafted a year or two ago. Yeah, so, you very know, young. That's something to but develop. But she also didn't play last year in the W, so I feel like oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a we'll see. It's a, yeah, exactly. We'll see. But I'm honestly I'm excited for the Sparks. I I think with some of these moves, hopefully we get to keep Neca and just let her be like this is. We have a new coach. There's new players. Maybe like mm-hmm. stay here, build with us. This is this is gonna be the year. I really would hate to see her go. So I'm right. hoping she don't go. But um, you said Mercury too. Uh, I BG. I feel like she's gonna stay with the Phoenix, and I feel like Diana Taurasi is gonna stay with them as well. Just because I feel like last year didn't go as was planned. How they all wanted to be there as a team. Right. So many injuries, and it's just like ugh, I I don't feel like. She's been, and obviously she's been there just her whole like career. <laughs> a very emotional season for them overall. So I'm excited for our di- division. Same. It seems like everybody is like ready to go this season. Mm-hmm. Like last season was a little more shaky, but this season everybody is like, no, let's let's get this done. So I, I think, think there's so also there's also more games this season, like the most games ever. Correct. Uh, so we correct. get to see them play more. Obviously, just like the NBA, we'll see how players adjust to a longer season. Um, but pay those, pay those women. Give them their time. It's coming. It's coming. Pay us. <laughs> pay all of us while you're all, all of us. For real. <laughs> Get my money, honey. Uh, okay. Okay. Beyonce? Beyonce. Okay. Girl, did you see the Dubai Dubai leaks? So I had planned to take my girlfriend to her concert. And I was like, I literally told her this morning, I was like, babe, I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford those tickets because she was doing some extra shit in Dubai and it looked real expensive. Everybody, everybody's been like, where's the visuals? Where's the visuals? Where's the visuals? And they, she, we get a glimpse of the visuals and we're like, oh, that shit looks out of pocket. The water, the fire, the fireworks. She was like, she was rising. The yeah, I mean, I feel like her dancers were all, yeah, it's a, it's a whole production when it comes to Beyonce, so you're definitely paying for production, Full production, experience. but yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to see her either, and I haven't seen Beyonce in concert ever, but me neither. I feel like this is this. I have to do this one then, right? Like this, but I feel she's like everybody's keep, like that. So it just, just keeps like, getting more expensive. 
Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm like, I but, need her to drop the tickets like when we get our tax return, and then maybe I can invest it. <laughs> fun tip, fun tip. I heard that if you go see her in, in a different country, that it's supposedly cheaper. Um, so, like, let's say she does a world tour. Okay. Whatever you know, ways for like, I guess maybe I don't know. Well, it depends how close you like to see people. I mean, I don't have to be, I like to see like the full kind of like everybody experiencing it. Like I don't have to be Mm -hmm. super close, but I also don't want to be like, I don't want Beyonce to be like this small. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So from what I heard, if you go to a different country, depending on the country as well, um, the the ticket could be cheaper and the whole flight, everything everything included, it's going to be like either, it's going to be cheaper than what one ticket would cost you just at your hometown or home city or whatever it may be we'll see we'll find out the tickets haven't even dropped we don't even know i mean we know but we don't really know so we we'll find know. out <laughs> yeah <laughs> we are assuming there's gonna be a tour has it been official i i mean she did one for lemonade so i don't i just don't think it's impossible for her i, I think this is one of her best performing albums to date so far besides lemonade obviously so it's just kind of oh like oh god she i wanna just get... want to hear that album from beginning live. to end yes live in concert like i just and i've i mean i've always been enthusiastic over beyonce i wouldn't say like i'm a supreme fan but i mean i respect her come on it's beyonce so and i just think this album hit different for me personally so mm. i'm like this is something i would definitely invest in so. Really? Oh my god! I've been a Beyonce fan my whole life. Like Aww. crazy in love. Ooh, little Leslie was out there dancing. So I'm definitely a Beyonce fan. I just never seen her in person. And okay. Renaissance, yeah, it hit. This one hit. So I'm like, I'm excited. I'm excited. I want to see. Same. We'll make it happen. Right. Anyways, we covered everything. We covered Lakers, we Clippers, Suns, Beyonce. The important topics over time. Come on. Now. <laughs> Uh, who doesn't um, want to talk about queen b right but yeah i think i'll wrap it up guys thank you again for coming to west coast mix and bounds wcmb we've been here for a few years and we're just gonna keep it going because y'all support us and we really appreciate that always support every woman in sports that you know again i'm Bronna marks and i'm here with leslie torres we'll see y'all next time thank you <laughs> <laughs>